This is Live from the Table, recorded at the world-famous Comedy Cellar in New York's Greenwich Village, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog. You're I- melting. I'm melting? You're melting. What do you mean? Because I'm hot? This is, yeah, the, the sun. The... But let me finish my intro. Okay, sorry. And coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog, I think I said that, and the Laugh Button Podcast Network. This is Dan Natterman with me, Noam Dwarman. Happy birthday, Noam. Noam just celebrated a big birthday. Thank you, Dan. And we'll just leave it at that. And we had dinner. Um, Noam is the owner of the world-famous comedy seller. Perry Alashenbrand is here, as she always is. She is... What, how do you qualify or classify Perry We, She's been called a producer. Some say that that word isn't exactly accurate. Um... She's, she the iron, she's the Iron Lady of the Comedy Cellar podcast, is what she is. She, she is an week. on-air personality. She does the booking, uh, some of the marketing. Anyway, with us today, very happy to have Rafael Bastos. Yeah, that's me. That's him. He is from Puerto Alegre, Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, thank you for coming. No, more no problem. importantly, I got nothing else to do. Rafi is <laughs> Rafi is a is a Brazilian comedian. He's also an actor, a humorist. What's up, guys? How are you? Yeah. A lot of people from Brazil here today. That's good. Who's playing soccer today? Okay, that's the joke from Brazil. How are you guys? How are you? My name is Rafinha Bastos. I am from Brazil, and I know what you're thinking. Uh, does this guy wax his vagina? And, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, it's not because I want to. It's because I have to honor my country. Yeah. It's a law in Brazil, actually. It's a law. Yeah. If you don't ask your vagina, the government kills you. So you have to ask your vagina, even if you don't have one. So It's the Brazilian wax. That's a very honorable way for a country to be known. Yeah. Italy is known for its food. Japan, the technology. Brazil, bald pussies. Yeah. I'm actually very proud of it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's us. Yeah, people from Italy, all beautiful. People from Japan, all smart. People from Brazil, all pedophiles. That's good, that's good. That's, uh... It says here on Wikipedia, you're a businessman. I don't know. Wanna, yeah, before the, the pandemic, I was. It, <laughs> how so? I had a comedy club in Brazil. Oh, you owned a comedy, and it's over. The comedy yeah, club. it's over. When the, the pandemic started, I, I shut down. Tell them how hard it is to run a business. Tell it's them. difficult. It's just the, the worst thing. Yeah. It's the worst thing. It's, it's not good at all. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not good it's at all. It's not fun. But, but, when but, you, when you, I think when you, when you need the, that money, it becomes your thing, and then you dedicate yourself. But when you have a little bit that you can just like, have options. You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to go through that. That's right. Well, Noam, right. you do have options. You could sell. You're not doing so you because could at, sell. The, at the end of the day, you enjoy. It's hard, but you, you your lifeblood is here. Uh, I, I would sell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you? But it would have to be a fairly. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But I don't think but, you really would. Would you? I mean, I, I guess at some. Uh, is there is there an amount of money that can that can replace? The fact that you get to come down here, talk, and we have to listen to you and nod our heads. Uh, I would include that in the purchase uh, agreement. But, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I've thought about the purchase agreement. I would, I would have the right to come in. I'd have, right to, you know, be, have to be comp whenever I want. Not because I want to, but just like to, I, w- I want to be able. To, I, w- I would have the right to still be home here. But um, the main reason I don't pursue it is because it's, it's quite a nice um, thing to have. And I, I think maybe if one of my kids should want to do that, I wouldn't want to foreclose the option for one of my kids to, you know, have fun owning a comedy club. Which kid do you think at this point would be most likely to? I really don't. Any, any, any of the three, any of the three. They all, they all have. So they all have some of the qualities that would you would need. I don't know if any of them has all the qualities that you would need, and that's oh. scary. But maybe the youngest one, Benny, he might. We don't know yet. He's a star. Is there, do you do you ever have offers to buy? You probably did. I right? did. Ha- I did have a serious offer. I didn't ent- entertain it seriously, but I did have a serious offer right before the pandemic to buy. Um, and it was real money, Dan. Well, I'm sure it, w- it would have to be real money because this place is worth real money. Yeah. Um, Ra- Rafa is a, uh, a uh, part of a, a wave of comics from non-English-speaking countries that have decided to try their luck at comedy in English. We had Gad Elmala from France who, who was here. We haven't seen him in a couple of years. There is uh, Daniel Simonson from Norway. Um... There is Adrian Minkowitz from Argentina. It's just a few. And then there is Rafi Bastos from Brazil. Rafi, why did you decide to uh, come here and, 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 and make things difficult for yourself? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think I, uh, dollars are a very good reason. Because, you know, your money now worth five times more than mine. And that's if you conquer, if you... If you conquer, but you got to conquer. Yeah, but that's not, that, that, that's not the main reason. The thing is, I did everything that I wanted to do in Brazil. Everything. Movies. I read you loud and clear. You banged every model. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wish. Uh, I did movies. I did series. I had my own talk show for a while on TV. Wow. So for a while, I kind of... I, I'm not saying that everything was a huge success, but I had a few things that I wanted to do in Brazil, and I did pretty soon in my career. But I played basketball here in 1999, and I had to go back to Brazil because I got injured. So I never did my four years of college here. I never actually had a whole season. I got a lot of injuries. I had to go back to Brazil. So I felt like this American run didn't happen for me. So when I had a chance to come here and try with comedy something that I, that I love, I, I really wanted to take advantage of it. And it was a chance for me to, and, and to actually share the stage with people that I've been admiring, been inspired by for well, years. That's, well, that's quite, same quite, quite as, flattering to yeah. hear. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dream was to, was to, to, to share the stage with Dan Natterman. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't your dream, I is, mm-hmm. but, but it should have been. It, become, it became my dream as soon as, I got, as soon as I saw you for the first time. But the thing is, when you play basketball, you want to play at the NBA. If you want to play soccer, you want to play Spain. So to be here doing comedy in New York in a place like the cellar, this is the dream for every comedian everywhere in the world you guys don't know that probably but that's are we the nba you are you are uh playing this being here in this club is much more meaningful than being on a late night set on a talk show 
and traveling all around the country and packing theaters. Why? Because this is a stamp of comedy that you are good. It doesn't mean success. It doesn't mean... The Tonight Show is not? No. I don't it used so. to be. It used to be. Yeah, probably. For, for a long time, it was. Uh, being a regular in this club means so much more than just being on a TV show, acting, or anything else. If that's what you're searching, because my thing is stand-up. I don't want to do the, the whole other circuit. For me, this is what I always... It was always my, my dream. Are you feeling... Because uh, uh, I think we've discussed... Uh, that you know you're not quite as easy in, as easy in English as you are in Portuguese. Um, you you're sometimes um, in terms of crowd work, it's a little bit more difficult. It's, it's difficult, yeah. But I wouldn't. I was never. A few things helped me uh, doing this, coming here. The fact that I I speak slow, even in Portuguese, I'm a slow talker. On stage, I'm even slower. So that helps when you're not doing it in your language. Uh, I was never the guy who was like improvisating with the audience, even in Portuguese. So it's not something that changed that much. So what I found that is a little different is that when I am memorized to come uh, to, to, to do stand up in English, that's when I can play a little more. I can play with the silence. I'm comfortable with the things that I am saying. If I'm not memorized, it looks like I'm searching for something. So it looks like I am memorized. It's kind of crazy. Because when you're doing your language and you're too memorized, it looks like you're stiff. If you're not memorized in English, that's when you look stiff. That's, that's when a non-native might yeah. look stiff. Yeah, because you, you're, you're searching, searching for words and verbs. And because it is the hard... Like, you know, I mean... Listening to you speaking English, it sounds to us like you speak English quite, quite well. You know, Did you memorize everything you just said? No. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, <laughs> rehearsing since January. Well, well, because jokes have to be so precise. Yeah. The words have to be so exact. Yeah. Um, and they have to be delivered fluidly. And the word has to be chosen properly. And yes. So it's, it's just another level of precision. But the technique that I use doing in English is the same that I was doing in Portuguese. Nothing changed. And those things helped me. That's well, your jokes that you, you translated from Portuguese I to didn't English. translate that many things. Because the, the exciting thing is living here and seeing the American reality. And the things that you guys think are normal for me, are, they're not. A few things that you see that I, that, that I see that sometimes you well, guys... Can you give us an example of something that, that we think is normal and that you do not think is normal? Yesterday I was watching, this is not a joke, and I'm not doing material, but that, yesterday I was watching those uh, medication commercials, mm -hmm. and people s are having a blast with the worst diseases ever. Like you can say, do you have HPV? And there's also a, a girl dancing and on a jet ski. <laughs> it's those things that I can see that you're like, oh. And at the end of every medication commercial, it's like one minute of side effects. Like you can die taking a, <laughs> a pill. So I didn't write anything. But th those are the things that I watch. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if they see this as weird. I think we, actually those commercials um, are relatively new. I think maybe, tw I mean, 20 years. It's, it's uh, not that new. But I didn't grow up with them. 
And I think there was some law that you couldn't have them. And then at some uh, point, yeah, I think I think it was one of the things that wasn't allowed to be advertised. Uh, Perriel has a whole bit about her um, experience with with hemorrhoids or something. Uh, and um, of course, I'm sure you chose the words very precisely, how right? How do you know? <laughs> how do you know that? Because there's a whole bit about putting her ass up to the camera. For but the how doctor. do you know you've well, never seen? You yeah, I saw it one night on your sh on your. Um, what was the name of that? Uh, uh, pandemic show you guys had oh with jessica kirsten and Rachel. what was it called uh we're not okay we're not okay when well, the first show uh, we watched yeah. It, yeah but when, when it was the first, when dan says you know jokes have to be the words oh. have to be precise and told in exact right i'm wondering <laughs> if, if that was your experience in your story about your hemorrhoids it is yeah? it yeah? actually okay. it actually it, it always is i think that whether or not you like the joke uh, it's a fantastic. It, 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 I don't know if it's a joke. It's a true story or a, or a story. But it's a fantastic story. It, it still has to yeah. be said, you know, in the right it's way. A horrible visual image. No, I don't love it. By the way, <laughs> and we must congratulate Rafi. I found out this just before the show. Rafi today found out that he is getting his green card. So congratulations to congratulations. Rafi. Just got the news. So that means you have it, or it's coming in the mail, or. It's going to take at least like five months for me to get my green card. But the problem now is Texas. Texas. Yeah, I know Texas. They don't allow abortions there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, you mean taxes. I'm sorry. Texas. I have to pay. I don't know. This is what I want to find out. Like, it means that I, I have to pay all taxes of the money I'm getting in Brazil. What were you doing with the money you were earning before your green card? I didn't have to pay taxes from the money I was getting in Brazil here. But I think with the green card, I, I, that, that's what I'm. I still have to do a little research about. So it. you're just starting your work at the comedy cell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the thing is, all the <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> no, no. All the 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 money. Yeah. That I get. Yeah. Still in Brazil. In Brazil. I'm still doing a podcast. I'm still doing my things in Brazil. I see. I see. I, see. I have a career here, but the money that that pay my. Uh, my rent and everything that's from Brazil. He goes to Brazil every two months to see his son or two months, yeah, one month, and, uh, yeah, two months. Yeah, now and I, spent you, I, days. I don't think, Noam, you couldn't last two months between visits with your kids, probably. I don't mean to, uh, not, not based on my current lifestyle. You know, if, if, I, if I had to go earn a living, and sh I mean, you know, you do what you have to do, I guess. Yeah, you have to, you have to. Yeah, he doesn't like the idea that I, he always tell me, uh, you're not even famous there, so what are you doing? How old That's is he? Hilarious. My, uh, he's 11. 11. My daughter's you're, 10. You're not even uh, you're 10, so yeah. Can you imagine yourself like moving from moving to Australia now? No, I, can't, I can't imagine it. It's difficult. Yeah. But you know that I'm 45 already. This is not something that I was. Uh, I can start at 55 years old. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm at my limit. Now or never. Now or never, yeah. If I want to have another kid now with my new wife, um, things are, things are going to get a little difficult for me to go back and forth. So I have a kid here and then I have a kid in Brazil. Life's going to be a little difficult. So I want to take advantage of everything that I can, that I can do it right. I want to move here like permanently. That's why I'm, I got a green card. But... But I'm always like, if something happened in Brazil, like my father is sick now, those things, you have to run. It's not that, 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 that easy. This is the point that I, I uh, made on stage. Just I have a new joke about it. But, you know, people are, Americans are constantly complaining about America being an awful place. And we certainly are not without our problems. And yet, but people are still want to come here. And, and people from... 
people that aren't destitute and desperate, but people like Rafi, who has a nice life, I assume, in Brazil. Yet he still sees America as, as this great place. It is, my friend. It is. It is in a wonderful place. You know how many opportunities my kid would have here. Not only talking about violence. I go, I, I live on 39th and 2nd. When I do my set at the Comedy Cellar, I, I walk home. <laughs> you don't know how special you are having the possibility of walking home. You're 6'7". I'm 6'7". I mean, I couldn't walk home Eight. late at night. I see a lot of women like you walking at like you 3 o'clock in the morning. You can't compare it to Brazil. So I'll tell you a story. Well, there was something else I wanted to say. What were we talking about right before the... Oh, I think America, you know, it's like we, we, we're like an anorexic nation in the sense that we look in the mirror and we see this fat, ugly person. We don't... And we're, we're just not that person. Mm -hmm. We don't understand how fantastic America is. We you don't know. understand how minor our problems are comparatively as a nation. I mean, we, we, like, this is a fantastic place to live. The worst among us are living... I, I don't mean people who are drug-addicted or, or, or people who have problems that are not actually caused by the country. But in terms of, like, as, as, a, as a nation, uh, uh, comparatively to the history of planet Earth over... This is, this is an unbelievably fantastic place. But anyway, I was in Brazil, and I can't tell the whole story because it might get back to my wife, and I'm not sure you know, she knows the whole story, but... <laughs> I was in Brazil with Steve. You know Steve, outside Steve? Mm -hmm, yeah. And through a series of unfortunate events that ended with Steve grabbing the wheel of a car that he was a passenger in, kind of like Donald Trump was claimed to you know, supposedly grab the seat. He grabbed the wheel of a car, took the car keys out, threw them out the window of a car, and because we were in trouble, and we found ourselves walking home down a long hill through one of these, was it favelas? Favela, yeah. It wasn't real. Yeah, in real. One of these like super dangerous yeah. favelas in the middle of the night in real. Oh, uh, yeah. And we're walking down the hill and we come across, come upon a gang of like, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a gang, but like seven or eight guys mm -hmm. just out on the street in the middle of Brazil at night. <laughs> and, and I said to Steve, I'll take the four on the left, you take the four <laughs> on the right. <laughs> this is what I said. It was such, a, it was such an absurd situation. Yeah. We, was, it, we were so surely going to get robbed or murdered. No, or robbed it is. is the least. And, and I really did make that gallows humor joke. because it was, and, and we just, we just walked by and we, and we walked safely out. And I, I think that it was so ridiculous to see these two slight white people walking. They probably figured... Don't fuck with them. Yeah, like they—they they probably figure if they're that, here. They know something yeah, that we don't know. Yeah, this is not possible. Yeah. Like, but but that, I mean that was probably the the most dangerous situation I've ever been in my life. Um, anyway, I don't know if that story was a good story or not. Well, I happened. think you left out probably the most compelling part. <laughs> well, just the ending. Pick it like you know one of those movies where it starts in the scene with like just start the scene with Steve grabbing the wheel, taking the keys out of the car, throwing them out the window. That ought to give you some idea that this was a hairy situation while the car was going. Do, do you know where, where you guys were? Uh, you somewhere know? in Rio, I don't know. Because there are favelas that if you're there, you, you wouldn't, something would happen. There's, there are a few favelas that are not that dangerous. Maybe it's just scary, but it's not, not that dangerous. I don't know. But I'm telling you, like... But I, I'll tell you one other little hint, little, little, little aspect of the story. We were on our way <laughs> to the top of some place, I think, where there was supposed to be some hang gliding involved. <laughs> 
Of course, because some girl that Steve was somehow, you know, was involved in this. And we just found ourselves, and, and I had been not with the conversation when this happened. And I, I said, what the fuck did you agree to, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it, it's an unbelievably surreal series of events that happened. But anyway, I, I think it was dangerous. I okay. think it was Did dangerous. you go hand gliding? No, because while we were in the well, car. You can't just go hang gliding. You have to have training to go hang So, But we didn't end up getting to the hang So while we're in the car driving someplace, the guy turns up a road. He's like all coked up. And he turns up <laughs> a side a road. taxi driver? And, and he turns off the headlights. And he drives as fast as he can up the, up the, no, as we were driving somewhere, I, I was getting a bad feeling. I said, listen, I just want to get out. I'm like, I stopped the car and just let me out it's right now. a cab here. driver. No, it was not a cab driver. It was somebody that we met in a hotel. I said, I just want to get out right now. And then some people in the car said, let him out, let him out. And the guy then turns off the headlights, turns up a road and goes as fast as he can. Like, he's not going to let me out. And turns as fast as he can up a hill in pitch black. And that's when Steve, and, and, and scream. The screaming in the car. But who's Steve, in the car? Just you and Steve? I can't tell you that. And Steve, <laughs> Steve grabs the wheel and opens and throws it out. And we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> this was unbelievable. Anyway. Well, how did you get back to where you needed to be? We, we walked. Walk, we walked down walk. the hill. We were able to find a way. And you find, I found. It's pretty easy because you just walk down yeah. and you get to you the just road. just leave the favela. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. That sounds so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Ask Steve if you can tell the whole story. And also, I feel like for you to have that kind of an extreme reaction, it must have been so because you're not like a hysterical person no it's like you guys go just let me out right here we weren't too i just want to get out i don't like the feel of this thing i'm not going up there blah, blah, blah. and that's when i was obviously obviously correct right right right. that's when the guy freaked out and, and like i have those instincts just when i'm in like a regular yellow taxi sometimes oh, <laughs> when i leave just want to leave yeah, she's like oh my god i'm getting kidnapped <laughs> oh what a story that was anyway go ahead <laughs> no, what I'm well, saying is that they don't they don't choose, you know, in Brazil. They don't they don't choose. I got robbed at gunpoint like five times or wow. in my life in Brazil. So and that's what I'm seeing. But did they did they um do people know who you are in Brazil when you walk down the street at this point? Yeah, yeah. I mean how 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 well do they know who you are? You know, how much uh attention do you get when you're walking down the street there? Uh there's a huge TV station in Brazil called Globo. The big stars in South America, they do soap operas. Like the day of our lives. You know those hacky and kitschy things that they have here? We have that there. I never did that thing. But I have my talk show. I did this show. It was a mix between uh, The Daily Show and The View. And it was really, really famous that I was one of the hosts. So people know who I am. Yeah, they do a lot. Yeah. By the way, Periel gave some, and good for Rafi to disabuse you. You gave like me a weird look when I said how great America is. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, it's great unless you want to get an abortion. All right. Do you realize, well, you, you had this view prior to that. No, do but you, I mean, that's like a real thing. Do, do you realize that we had a pandemic and the average American came out wealthier? Like, like it's like, you know what a pandemic has yeah, normally meant in most countries? Yeah, I do know that. But also we had like a, a top Harvard economist on and you like our last show who both said that that was a terrible idea and it like basically ruined the economy. No, it, it caused no. The, the last program where they spent money on a million other things, um, he said that people needed money uh, caused inflation. But even with the inflation, it's not like. The, the sky is falling. I mean, inflation is bad. They have to get rid of it. But we're, we're just so... For, 
We're very fortunate. Listen, there are in, things in history of humankind. We're very fortunate. Look at you. Look what you got. You're wearing, you're wearing jewelry and and whatever. Go ahead. In the air conditioning. Air conditioning. Yeah. I'm wholly aware of the fact that I was fortunate enough to be born in this particular time in history, and, and that there are great things about America. But there are also some really, maybe maybe because we have the ability to be so great, it's even more tragic that there are so many horrible things here. And I don't. Okay, this is what I don't get. This is the only. Now we'll move on to more things. Just like so, my father lived in the you know 40s and 50s right when things were much worse by every measure you can imagine and yet the average person alive in the 40s and 50s was much more appreciative of the country of of his ilk you know the average like cab driver or white person like my father was was is was much more appreciative and even adoring of the country than his counterpart today despite the fact that they're infinitely better off today. Somewhere in that disconnect is very interesting, you know? Uh, anyway, go ahead. So what do you attribute that to? That is interesting. What I attribute it to is a total lack of perspective. I, okay. It's just a total lack. My father, okay, so what, what, what was my father's perspective? His parents had fled Russia. There was a Holocaust. Israel, the Arabs were attacking. Like He understood very well what the rest of the world was. Do you think my kids understand what the rest no. of the world is? No, I don't. They don't fucking but also have the re- any idea. also the rest of the world is not as bad as it was then. So, you know, when you compare... The rest compa- of the world is still pretty bad. Well, yeah. when, you com- when you compare us to Europe and Australia and Canada, they stack up fairly well. Yeah, yeah, the Western, the Western yeah, world. That's not the, re- that's, that's not the world. Yeah. No, I, have whole, I live in a, in a place where the whole continent, not the whole continent, but the whole South America, it's made by third world countries. It's like everybody around me suffered something, some kind of violence one day in their lives. You know, talking about abortion, I completely understand that this is very concerning. But we cannot have abortions in Brazil as well unless you're raped. So because well, here you can't even have abortions if you're raped. Anymore. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, First of all, let, let's stop for a second. There are some states which have these extreme abortion laws. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a probably a small percentage of the population at large. These are, these are small, deep south states. This is this is concerning. It's of, a crisis. Uh, it's not concerning. Okay, it's a crisis. Nevertheless, w- there are. It, it's uh, t- just to put it in perspective. As much as it's a crisis, I'm a dad. I would I would see it as a crisis. We are also free to travel to the neighboring states, and we are also free to purchase on the internet, uh, infant, you know, uh, 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 labor-inducing drugs. So. It, it, it is important to, 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 to describe the crisis within all those things. Yes, it's, it's, very, it's very serious. I'm 100% against it. Do not use that to indict America because the indictment of America did not begin three weeks ago when the Dobbs decision was handed down. That's, that's very, very, that's just too convenient. Right, so go ahead. By the way, did you know, Noam, I, another thing I found out just before the show, Brazil is larger than the continental <laughs> United States. Uh, you thought I was six four. So. I, well, I only <laughs> you know, I, I, sizes are not dance thing. But in my defense, measure man. Uh, in my defense, uh, you were always sitting down, yeah, and, yeah, that's and, and and that's true. That's true. That's when a good I argument. see you, you're always sitting down. That's a good argument. Eating eating some uh, eating something here at the olive yes. tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. And with regard to Brazil, you know, um, for somehow it just South America. All the countries are tiny there. Most of them. Yeah. And Brazil is the one that is big. 
But let, let me just go back to the, that, that thing real quick. The sense of uh, uh, freedom that you have here, I'm not only talking about politics and, uh, and you can express your opinion yeah. everywhere. I'm not only saying that. Demo the, the democracy that you guys have, it's amazing. I don't, uh, I don't worry when my wife goes to the supermarket. Those little things that are very... When you're, you have some kind of... Uh, you're a middle class in a third world country. Those things concern you a lot. Now, now my kid cannot go to... His school is like two blocks from my home. I need to hire someone. Like they have those, those vans that take kids to school. I need to pay for that. The, our, the only thing that we have that I think we are proud of is our health care system. That if you, we have some good doctors in the public system, but everybody around me, they don't feel safe. And that kind of a, it drains you, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it makes you tired. You're worried about who's walking, where you are. Sometimes I'm walking here like three o'clock or maybe four o'clock going out, and I see two girls chit chatting and with their phones. And I'm like, that's. I need to rob her just to teach her a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is how Honduras work. Yeah. Yeah? Now, of course, we there's somebody from Japan might say, you know, I go to America, I don't feel as safe as I do in yeah, Japan. Probably, right, yeah, right, right. So, yeah, so there are, there's, there, we could do better, certainly, especially when it well, comes it, to It's disturbing that we crime. seem to be moving backwards in some way, backward in some way. Do you know it's not backwards, it's backward. Did you know that? I may, I've backward. always made that mistake, but I realize it's... it's um, well, I'm a big believer in if people use a lang the language in a certain way, then that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, there was that, well, there was an argument about ebonics. Is, it, is that bad English? Of course or is it just another form of English? It's not bad English. It's, it's, it's informal English. But when you're writing formal English, you, you want to know the the word. I, I have no I have no problem with ebonics whatsoever. But if, I wouldn't want a law review paper written in ebonics. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. that you become accustomed to the kind of violence that you grew you up do. around. You do. So yeah. like I have family members in Israel who have been through multiple wars, mm -hmm. and I've been there during wars. Part of their lives. Yeah, it's uh, it's terrifying. Except yeah. they're like past the hummus, mm -hmm. and there are like bombs flying. If but I they're scared to take the subway here. Yeah, of course. But that that's why when I uh, you don't have that perspective when you are in a third world country, like how unsafe you are. Yeah. So when I came here and I spent a little bit of time, that's when I felt well, I'm I'm breeding. I I feel like I'm. I feel free. Of course, there's a lot of things that are different. It's very difficult to have human connections here. It's not easy to have friends. People think about themselves a lot. It's not easy at all. But at the same time, you feel like you can just walk around, go to a restaurant from restaurant. What I say is violence in, in my country and here is different. Like, we are poor and you are crazy. <laughs> so... The crazy, crazy is unexpected, you know? Anything can happen at any time, like school shootings. That doesn't happen there that much. Like people just flip and something happened. Like someone push you on the subway. Those things don't happen. They steal your money. They maybe stab you, but they don't, I'm not going to push you. And but if they stab you, it's for the money. It's for the money. That is sensitive. Purpose. By the way, I should acknowledge just because I remember, so, so two weeks ago we were talking about this 10-year-old who was on that abortion. And at the time in the news... Um, in the Washington Post, there was a fact check which made it seem like that wasn't true, but I think it actually did turn out to be true, so I just want to correct 
the record. Um, I was only repeating what I read. I had no stake in it. Um, anyway, I mean, all roads lead back to abortion with Periel, so... But you know, Periel, just to say... As well they should. And by well, the well, way, well, I? and I didn't want... Wait, I just want to respond to what you said before. You... Th- it, it might very soon become illegal to go to other states to get abortions. The doctors are at risk of being jailed. How, how could they be illegal? Because, what do you mean? You can't go to another state to get an abortion how, because wh- wh- the doctors are not going to be legally allowed to perform them. Didn't Dobbs say that there, there was no right uh, right of, of tra- trans? I, mean, if you have, you have I, I think there's some states that have, might try to make that illegal. I don't think that would be constitutional. So you can't have Wouldn't an abortion be in a few states. No. In other ones, you can't. That's it. Well, some of them are six weeks. I oh, mean, it's, okay. it's reverting yeah. to state by state. Uh, well, and, and, and some of the states will... will Brazil revise. has states, too, by the way. Yeah. But that we don't have, like, it's not a federal, state law. You don't have state law. No, so the states all, the, are just the, geographical. There's yeah. only one thing I want to say about that. But I, but I, 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 really, I really believe it. I am not... I have a 10-year-old. The idea that she could, God forbid, get raped and then be forced to have a child, this, oh, is, God forbid. this is unthinkable. So don't, don't get me wrong. On the other hand, I also have to say that having a son who was born in 35 weeks, to know that in New Jersey, a mom can go in and get an abortion at 36 weeks without question is every bit as atrocious to me. And that side of the coin somehow doesn't make us a horrible country to people like you. But to people, people like but to, me? to people who don't, who don't like, who don't see it that way, but to people who do care about the idea that viable babies are killed in this country at some number, some probably similar to the number of the 10-year-old abortions, um, they would say that that's what makes us a bad country, right? So all I'm saying is that when you take an issue like abortion, where both sides of the coin, I would say, are people who in their hearts are trying to do what they think is right, I have trouble considering that uh, uh, evidence that the country is bad, no matter how unhappy you are with the democratic process on that. These are, these are, you have the people on one side who believe they're saving lives and people who don't believe on the other side that it's saving lives and they believe that it's a, a horrible imposition on the rights of women, whatever it is. This is not akin to me to slavery or something like that where the moral issue is clear and where there's an evil side and a righteous side. I don't. I don't think there's an evil side in the abortion debate, in the context of the fact I mean, that the people, the, the people that you think are evil, actually believe that, and actually often, to a certain extent, they certainly are, in my opinion, saving some lives, and and they're probably also saving some fetuses that we would probably all agree are too young to be considered alive. But it's just a very, very okay, complex so issue. So that's I, all I want to say about it. Okay, that. but yeah. I just want to yeah. tell you that, that you can't say without question because that, that's not true. You can't making, say what without you, question. You, you can't gallivant into a clinic and get an abortion at 36 weeks. Yeah, Jer- New Jersey is one of the... Without question. Yeah, Jer- New Jersey is one of the states well, that has abortion you, you on demand. You should read this. You, you, can you read this piece in no. Bloomberg.com? No, not if it's going to say something different than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's states where it's. I mean, I think in New York you can go right up to. No, New York has some strings. I mean, very few strings. But I, but I read. It could, I could have read it. Wrong. I mean, I could have How read many it girls have you I read that Jersey and and a couple of the states actually have no fault, no strings attached, right up until delivery. It's not true. 
Oh, I'll, you guys. How talk many? How many? How many abortions do you think you guys are responsible for? I, I know I think, precisely how I many. Think I'm zero, as far as I know. Oh, it's not <laughs> zero. as far as I know. as far as I know, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct. But I don't have a robust sex life. You don't? <laughs> no. No, you never did. I never did. You never did. Not, not even when you had someone with you that wanted. But when did I have someone with me? Okay. <laughs> have you ever had a girlfriend that uh, wanted and you didn't? Did I ever have a girlfriend that what with a what? That wanted what? To, to have sex and you're like, no, I don't. I don't feel like it. It's happened. Okay. It's happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's sad. happened. Okay, that's pretty sad. You think? Yeah. Okay. And you think you have it rough living in a in a in, in a third world hellhole? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I, um, yeah. but I think a lot of guys, like uh, m many guys have had sex when they don't a hundred percent want to. Noam, could you back me up on this? A lot of guys what? Have had sex when they don't, when they, they oh, when they don't want to? When they don't want to. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't want to, you know, you, listen, it's very hurtful to tell a woman that you don't want to have sex with her. <laughs> this is true. I'm really... <laughs> going to hurt you. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Nicole, you want to cut that now, out? Now, now, I'm, tell, I'm telling you the God's honest truth that I can remember one time being with a woman who was, you know, heavy. Okay, but there was just one time. No, I, I remember one time specifically and I, and I didn't really want to have sex with her and I was so not wanting to, to make her feel bad about herself that like, all I'm saying is like if, she, if, she, if she's super hot and you turn her down, it's just not as it's just not the same pressure. I mean, this really my, of all the horrible <laughs> why, why things. Why? I, I, obviously, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm the autistic one. What, what, did, I, what really did I say that was wrong? This really might be like worse than the abortion, <laughs> worse kidding. than the. Trip. I'm just kidding around. I'm just kidding around. I'm just, I'm just playing a character. I know. I'm just kidding. Um. So, Dan, do you want to? Well, right well, why did that bother you so Rafi much? Rafi doesn't understand this because he is from Brazil, which is about. Passion. And he's six foot six. Well, seven. Six <laughs> foot seven. No, but also Brazil is 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 all about passion. Yeah. You know, the idea of a Brazilian not wanting to have sex. It's kind of crazy. That'd yeah. be like a Frenchman turning down a glass of wine. I yeah. Well, I would have said that. That's a good, or that's a a good comparison. That's a good comparison. Well, that's our stereotype of Brazil. We only have one stereotype of Brazil. That's the, the only Jer one we got. New Jersey allows a, uh, uh, a right to abortion, which allows it for any reason up until birth. New Jersey allows abortion. This is from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. What, for any reason what does birth. New Jersey say about having sex with overweight people? Listen, <laughs> overweight, I, sometimes I say things per purposely to be like a little outrageous, and I think that, that the <laughs> listeners might take it seriously. But well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I was purposely being outrageous. But there is that dynamic, and I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. And I'm sure women feel that dynamic, too. We've but heard they, about, the, like, the, the, the pity fuck. Yeah, pity fuck, pity hand jobs, whatever it is, where... where you know, because men are never supposed to turn down sex, mm -hmm. it can be very hurtful when a man turns down sex. Feel like Jesus Christ, what's the matter with me? You know, and when the woman, when you feel that the woman already might have confidence issues, a sensitive man like yourself, <laughs> like myself, <laughs> will do the right thing and, uh -huh. and try to build her confidence. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, Rafi, Rafi, we were discussing this recently. Uh. I don't know if you want to get into this, and you can plead the Fifth <laughs> Amendment. I don't know if you know what the Fifth Amendment is. That I don't want to talk about it? That you don't want to talk okay. about it. <laughs> we are having a discussion yesterday. If you have sex with a, as a man, with a transgender woman who looks like a woman, uh -huh. with the minor exception that uh -huh. she has a penis, uh -huh. does that make you gay? I don't think so. Doesn't think it makes you gay. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I would I say, and so. I would go I a step. So. I would go a step further. I would say, if you don't want to have sex with a beautiful woman just because she has a penis, what kind of homo are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. 
Look if, at Noam. Look at Noam. The expression on if Noam's face. You, if you have sex with that woman and her dick is part of the equation, maybe it's a little different. But the, the only fact that he, she has a dick, it doesn't mean that you're gay. Okay, well, hold on. Let's if, you, if, you're being, if you're feeling horny and that her dick is making you, you know, that's a little homoerotic. But if she has a dick and you're having sex with her without caring about the dick, uh, to guys, guys, I, I mean, I, mean like a- I, I know that uh, I know that I'm like the, the you know the, the the troglodyte who you know says that, but um, sex to me means that you, you put your dick in her vagina. How are you having sex with her when there's a blockage? What there? do you mean? You've never had anal sex you, with a bi- with you a, never had a uh, you never had a sexual uh, a sexual encounter that you just had sex with her anus. You never had that. That's that's still sex or oral sex or oral sex. That's still sex. I mean, you're sucking her dick. <laughs> that's a little gay. That's a little gay. What are you that's talking exactly about? Exactly what. I, that's uh, the, that's the only thing that makes you a little. I don't want to talk about my brush with anal sex because when you're afflicted as I am, women don't generally don't want to have anal sex with you. But um, you mean to tell me that you have a that you're. Uh, well, uh, well uh, endowed. I, 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 that's what I was implying, but I was just kind of half kidding. But um, half kidding. Uh, but I, I haven't had a lot of anal sex. But the point is that when you when you take a woman home and you undress her, normally anal sex is not the first thing. I, I don't uh-huh. know about Brazil. Uh-huh. In America, uh-huh. normally anal sex is not the first kind of sex you have with a woman. Normally, the first kind of sex you have with a woman not is not if you're an Orthodox that's exactly Jew. What we do in Brazil. We go to the anus before we go to the vagina. Is that true? Yeah. Why is that? Is that like a, that's like a Catholic thing or something? No, because no, you're because supposed to say a virgin. No, it's because that's that's the way we do it. And also, I think he's kidding, but I'm not sure. No, he's not kidding. I'm not. I'm hard not. To, did you, did you ever? If you go search for porn in the websites and and see Brazil, what are you gonna see? Anal sex. This is hands down my favorite episode we've ever taken. This is anal sex. Carol's like, I need to move to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a fish out of water. What have you been doing all these years? <laughs> that was in a little. That was a research. That was a research that I'm is much Google more anal sex in Brazil and <laughs> no, see what no. comes. It's up. much He's more dead. common for people to just have sex, uh, anal sex, than having just vaginal sex. Can I say something in all seriousness? Yeah. It's probably because it's so hard to get abortions. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, I, I think you're not running away from the law. Well, that's why I'm fucking your anus. This is here's a here's a um, this is Quora.com. Why is anal sex so prevalent in Brazil? This is a whole thread on See? Alfredo Peroso says it isn't. There is not any evidence to suggest that we are any more likely or less likely. It's just wait, wait, you, wait. Rafi. <laughs> Alfredo Peroso, look at the face of this guy. Do you think he's having sex with people? Anus? Oh, now you sound like me. And also, <laughs> and also, look at this. This is Hebrew. No, it's Arabic. Arabic. Same thing. Do you think this guy's having sex in Brazil? No, he's not. Okay, a lot of so I here. have a little experience with this, not from Brazil, but I, but I do know that uh, in some Asian countries. Because women are supposed to say virgins, mm-hmm. they will have anal sex. Uh, that can happen, but it's very specific. To keep Brazil, we really like butts. Well, you have you have, the, you have nice butts in Brazil. The girls have, and them. also uh, waxing vaginas. Yeah. Well, we do that. That's here something too. that we export to the world. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we we don't do that much. We we have it's 
Wait a minute. We don't call what Brazilian this, this, wax. This is we the just truth call about vaginas. It. So I'm sorry. I'm just another thing. Connect to Vanda.com. I don't know what that is, uh. but it says some countries have higher rates. A variety of research suggests Brazil might be the anal sex capital of the world. Wow. So, um, so, so you know, uh, Rafi. I mean, at least according to that. And, and also, we have so much anal sex in Brazil that if we, if, I was telling about playing with the the, the woman's dick. Mm-hmm. That's a little gay if you touch it, but if she fucks you in the ass, it doesn't mean that you're gay. Because we, as we as people, we know the pleasure that we can have through the butt. Mm. As men. As men. Oh, interesting. You know? So if so a woman we, fucks you in the ass, yeah. it's not gay. Yeah, no, it is not gay. Doesn't mean that you're gay. Because there's something that I don't know how to say this <laughs> in English. I don't know how to say this in English. But you can't say it in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get fucked in the ass, there's a, a special pleasure that you have as a man. The prostate? Yeah, yeah, the prostate, the of the course. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Prostata in Portuguese. I don't know how to yeah, say it. Yeah, prostate, yes. If yes. you massage the prostate. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that happens when you're a man and someone fucks you in the ass. So doesn't mean that you're gay unless it's a dude doing it. If your woman is putting like a, a bottle or I don't know what, it doesn't mean that you're gay. Oh, as long as it's not attached to a man. But if no, it's a, if it's a trans, if it's if a it's trans, trans, it's okay. Girl, yeah, if it's a trans if it's girl. A, if it's you fucking my ass, that's a little gay. Yeah, I know. But if a trans woman fucks you in the ass, then that's not that gay. That doesn't mean that you're I, I put this into Google Translate. I'm just <laughs> want to see how accurate it is. Ha- you know what? Some people are married to a uh, woman or trans in Brazil. They don't fuck her. The guy just gets fucked by her. He's not gay. Rafi, if Perel had had the nerve to say what you're saying now, I would have abused her for weeks. But if you're saying it, I'm, I believe you. Okay, I'm good uh, with it. Nicole, are we going <laughs> too far? Are we going too far, Nicole? No, this is all extremely intriguing. It's like a topic you've touched on before, but you're really stretching it. Well, it's stretching we've touched, it. we're stretching it. Uh, yes. Well, w- nice choice of words, <laughs> Rafi. That's she always sounds that way. So don't. Okay. She always sounds doesn't very monotone. It doesn't sound like she's excited, but that's how she is. She's from Binghamton. That's that's awesome. That's how they are up there. If you're not excited about this conversation, I don't think the other ones about politics are going to excite her. Um, now, now Perry, I was trying to get. Have you ever? Have you ever? You know, as it were, um, uh, brought a man to uh, completion uh, simply to get him out of your hair, or because you felt sorry for him, or just to end the. End oh, I'm sure. Okay, and did you ever? Did you ever worry about you know hurting his feelings? Probably. I mean, I feel like I'm. A, I mean, I'm not an asshole. Okay. I mean, I have kicked guys out of bed for not um, being as endowed as I thought they were. What is You've kicked what, them out. What is endowed? Small dick. Having a small, oh, dick. small dick. You've kicked a guy out of bed for having a small dick. Yeah. That's that's. What did you say to him? What did you say exactly? Well, he was overweight, so. Is this a joke? Because the only other girl, woman I know who's who done that is, is Rosalind, our friend Rosalind, oh has God. kicked a kicked a guy out for having a small dick. That's Said, boy, you have to get out of here with that thing. <laughs> this is true. You can ask her. That's amazing. Yeah. So you and Rosalind actually kindred spirit. Would you really? That's terrible. Why would you do that to a man? How cruel are you? What is a small dick in America? Um, Probably the same thing as it would be in yeah. in, in, in something. No, I've never yeah, really done that. I think small, don't lie now, no, Perio. I think small would be anything under four four inches. I think would be pushing it. 
and and under four would be, I think, would be. Considered I think I think it's also the 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 width, micro the, 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 the girth uh, is really the three. It would hard. It would be very hard to imagine Rafi has anything less than seven inches. If I have, if my I mean, a man is six feet seven inches tall. If my dick is a medium size for you, is already huge. Think about <laughs> it. My medium dick on you. It's like an arm. <laughs> Think about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm oddly enough aroused. If I have um, a no, small dick, it. it's <laughs> medium for the whole population. I'm thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it on a trans woman, so I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it on a trans woman in my ass. That way, it's purely heterosexual. I really hope. <laughs> I must say that in my informal That's polling, okay. in my informal polling, uh, 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 odd choice of words, perhaps, but in my informal polling of men, I find a lot of men. Heterosexual men, men that lead, lead heterosexual lives, uh. just at Noam had a birthday dinner. It was a very, very special birthday. I won't give numbers, but it was a big one. Um, 60. It, I turned 60 years old. Nice. By the way, why was right. I the only comic you invited to the birthday dinner? You, you asked me this at the dinner. I know, but I think it's interesting. Uh, because uh, we do a podcast together. <laughs> and, um, That's why. Uh, if I it, I it was a limited number of seats, you have a, I have a particular relationship with you, which is not actually the same relationship with the other comedians. And if I started inviting the comedians uh, d diplomatically, it would have been a very difficult. But, but diplomatically, to, when you got married to Juanita, you invited some comics, but not every comic. No, so invited, you know how to make you know no, how to draw but, a line. But this was a thirty-person dinner. My okay. wedding had like two hundred people at it. it. Was it was way much easier? I had I had comedians at the wedding who I was barely friends with. It was, but I was able to. Really, basically, invite all the comedians that I knew had known, like five years or more at the wedding. They were, it, it was pretty easy to manage at the wedding. Okay, uh, but there are, but, they, I, but am I the comic to whom you are the close? I mean, forget about the. Oh, podcast. is that what this is about? You then? Yeah. No, I'm just of wondering. Course. I, I felt because I feel like there's comics that you feel closer to than with me. That might not be the case. Well, uh, apparently no, not. No, I'm Dan. probably I'm probably more friendly with you than any other comic. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I think That's interesting. I. I, I no, no, you know, who, you know who was invited but couldn't come is Robert Kelly. Okay. Uh, but, again, but, but that's, again, because not because he's a comedian, but because he's my neighbor, our kids play together. We ha Robert and I have a friendship outside of his being a comedian at the Comedy Cellar. You and I have a friendship and a relationship that exists outside you book, working oh, by at the By the way, Noam had about 30 people or so at his birthday party. He gave a speech. In which he said something about each and every person at that party. It was quite a long speech, but but a very moving speech. Thank you, Dave. I I think the person that got the most, if I didn't know better, the most love was Mr. Coleman Hughes. In your speech, I, I don't remember the speech. It was it was all it was all extemporaneous. Is that the word? It was all off the top of my head. Oh, it was all I taped the entire thing. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but it was like a twenty minute video. Yeah, I my arm was, felt like it was going to fall off. It was afterwards. much longer than I realized. It made me cry. A little it also bit. made me realize what a full what a full life Noam ha has had, and hopefully for many many decades to come. Is this a podcast where you kiss Noam's ass for? No, I believe. Uh, no, no, never. No, I don't. I, I, this is the nicest he's ever been to me. No, I, I give Noam credit. <laughs> I give Noam credit when. When he deserves credit, he deserves credit for being a good musician. As far as I know, I'm he not, is a good musician. I'm not yes, a musician, but but it seems like he's good to me. Yeah, he gets credit. I think he comes up with some very insightful things. He but but can he be a horse's ass? Can he be insufferable? Sure. Um, he has good taste in books. You would say probably. Well, because I like, like this my, book. You like my book. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Does he make the podcast more political than I would like? Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> wrong with Noel. But I do give him credit where credit is due. Believe me, I can kiss his ass. not going to help. Esty is really in charge of who yeah. works here. I know. Noam will, is very loath to... Is Noam saying otherwise? <laughs> Noam is loath to interfere with Esty's booking know. strategy. I but I do. He could because he's the I boss. I do, I do. But, but he doesn't want to because that'll piss off Esty, and Esty is too valuable mm -hmm. to piss off. No, that's... that's well, I mean... There's no one reason. I don't want. Uh, I don't. Essie and I see eye to eye on most things. It's not like a. It's pretty obvious who the best comics are. Can what? I tell you something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just off of what I'm not changing the subject, Dan. Off of something that Rafi said earlier. Are we finished uh, with my full life? No, no, no. Oh, okay, it's go. part. Uh, of yeah, the, I'm saying he's got. <laughs> he's, got a, in. he's got a full life, and he's really. Yeah, there's a lot. To, I mean, I, I'll only really say this. It's a very full life. For I, I I will say just at the at the at the risk of uh, of upsetting Rafi. Um, that I was surprised after I didn't plan on what I was gonna do. I just found I wanted to get like give a toast, and I just found myself like acknowledging everybody. And apparently, this came out very well. And even the waitress at the restaurant came to me to tell me how uh, moved she was by the speech. And uh, and more than one person has said basically along the lines of Dan that they were uh, it made them realize what a uh, full life I had been leading. And uh, also, people mention that that usually people who give speeches, they focus on themselves, and that actually people found it very nice that I, rather than talk about myself, I spoke about everyone else. But it really, it was just like it was just you know, just trying to be a nice host, I guess. I do agree that Coleman got a lot of love. Coleman got a lot. I mean, for the amount of to Coleman, do you know Coleman? <laughs> you ever met him? He's a, a short black guy, a, a huge intellect, but a short of stature, mm -hmm. hung like a horse. <laughs> Not not for not on a black scale, but yeah. <laughs> um, and his friendship with rel with Noam is relatively new, but Noam has sort of taken him. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say like a son, but he's like 23 years or 25. He's much younger than Noam, and Noam is in love with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> if he were trans, <laughs> so you know when I'm not doing this, I cheat on you with Modi and Leo, right? Yeah. I produce the um, and co-host the podcast with the comedian Modi, mm -hmm. and we had Matteo Lane on today, yeah. and they were talking about you and the Comedy Cellar, and they said sort of similar to something that Rafi was saying that the thing about you and the reason why everybody loves it and knows that it's really that stamp is because it's it's. It's really fair. You know you're it's funny mm -hmm. if you work it's here. Fair. There's no politics involved. It's fair. It, I mean, no I, I, I well, would that is a big credit to SD. I, I would say that look, if you're famous and you're not killing on, t you will get more leeway. I mean, I, I right. I mean, if you, of course, if, you're famous. You're famous. So, or if you're Brian Kaplan, apparently. <laughs> I don't know who Brian Kaplan is. Um, oh, was he the guest? Like when I was? Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's fair. Talk, talk in the mic. Talk in the mic. I'm sorry. What uh, Norm was saying about. The power that Esty has. My first spot at the cellar, no one got me. Yeah. My first and second. He used to come to watch the band sometimes, right? Didn't you used to come on Monday? No, because I was living in LA. But when I first met you, didn't you come on a Monday night when we were playing in the olive tree? That's when I, you gave me, I came here for the first time when you gave me a spot. Right, but when did I first meet you? Through text, and Kevin Nealon sent me. Ah, right, that's how I met you. Yes, 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 I got you. Yes, 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 yes. I remember exactly. Yes, yes. And then I just sent him a message to thank, thank him because I was going back to L.A. And he said, I heard that you did pretty well. Yeah. You want to come back tonight, which was the, the next day? And I was like, of course. Right, right. So right. like two months later, I moved to New York because it's closer to Brazil. The comedy scene is much better. 
it's fair. I felt like it was fair because I was watching a lot of people that I didn't met or that I didn't know who they were, and they were very good, which is L.A., it's like you know who they are, but they suck. It's different sometimes. So I was like, I'm I'm not here to do movies or anything else. I really want to do stand-up, so New York is the place. And when I sent Noah a message, he answered me, now you have to talk to Esty. I can't, I can't help you. So that, that's, in my experience... Well, he, he can help you, but he, he is loath <laughs> to do so. Maybe he didn't... Because his relationship with Esty... Because like, he knew I was getting dicks in my ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he also knew you'd probably impress Esty anyway, and you didn't need him, but... Well, I knew that Esty would treat... I, I, I don't worry that Esty's not going to treat the comics fairly. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I was worried about it, that would be, you know, that would be a serious... Have you you ever gone to the mat for a comic over Esty's objections? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. You're still working here, aren't you? (laughs) 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 That was too easy, but still got to laugh somehow. So, (laughs) Esty was very fair to me from the day one, too. It's like she is being uh, very fair to me since we started, since I started here. And, uh, Things changed when I started to perform here because I can watch people that I admire. I learn a lot. It's that's what I wanted to come here was not to pack theaters all over the country or anything else. It was just to be good at stand up and watch people that I can learn from. Yeah, and that's what. Asked if I could make you uh, snap my fingers and and you wouldn't have an accent, you'd have a, a native level uh, English uh, ability, mm-hmm. but you'd speak no more Portuguese, and you'd have. But would you take that? No, no. Yeah, that's a oh, I thought you were no, going to ask a different no, question. I, would, I thought you were going to say that if that's if, not a good question. If you could perform, <laughs> perform <laughs> if you performed exactly the same comedy, uh-huh. but it would come out in, in, a, in a Native American accent rather than your uh-huh. uh, Brazilian accent, would you prefer that, or do you think that the accent gives you a little advantage? Yeah, that's maybe a better question. Uh, I don't have to tell the audience that I'm a foreigner, and I don't have to tell the audience where I'm from if I don't want it because my accent. Already talks, but it gives you a little it je ne sais quoi, it right? Yeah, totally. It does. It does give a little. Right, how about this question? I got a better question. Okay. I'm sorry. Now, I, I I thought about it and I got a better question. Better question. Okay. Probably. I'm gonna. T- okay. I'm gonna take away. Uh, here, here's a question. <laughs> okay. Um, you can you can go back to Brazil. You never get. You, you, you got two choices. Perfect. You live in Brazil and you have your nice life in Brazil, and I assume you make a very nice living in Brazil, uh, but you never get to work here, or. You get to work here, and I'm taking 90% of your net worth, and you make whatever money you can make in no, America. No, again, again. It's a lot of English for me. Please, again. Okay, slower, okay. Yeah, slower. Slower. Okay. Two choices. Okay, two choices. Dosos, dosos, choice. <laughs> you but, can live in Brazil uh-huh. and have a nice life and make all the money that you make in Brazil, uh-huh. but you can't come here. Or you can live here. But you can't go to Brazil, and I'm taking 90% of the money that you have. No, I'm never going to give you my money. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm also my, my uh, Hawksman. Yes, Hawksman. It's, it's, you know, I come from a Jewish family. He's I would ha- never he, do that. He's half Jewish. And I would never know. do that. So, Fuck the seller. I want my money. <laughs> okay, so, but then you have to stay in Brazil if you want your money. In this deal, in this hypothetical. I'm living in a moment right now where I'm actually having to make that choice. My wife, she hates New York. My kid, he hates the fact that I'm coming here, but I just got my green card. So I'm fighting against against everybody, actually. My wife lives here with me, and she couldn't hate more. 
Everybody's rude. People uh, don't care about her. She doesn't have any friends. It's difficult. It's not easy for a Latin. Where, where does she live? And we, we live in Murray Hill. Murray Hill. I was going to say, if you live near me, make friends with my wife. Um, uh, but what's the rules uh, of the green card? You have to live uh, 183 days yeah, a year? Yeah, more than six months a year. She grew up in Ecuador, your wife? She grew up in Ecuador, but now she... But she moved. She, she lived in L.A. since oh. she was 18 but years old. What if she ago. gives you an ultimatum? Ultimatano. Uh, she... Uh, and says, we're going back I to Brazil. Have, I'm have, going back to Brazil. You're coming or fuck you. I have the means to come back and forth. So I would never not come here. That's not a choice. But uh, you prefer to live here. I prefer to live here. But if you have to because of your family. My and your dream wa- is to bring my ex-wife, my kid, her boyfriend here and we don't talk about Brazil. I would let's produce content to Brazil because I have my audience there. I have millions and millions of followers and everything. And I like to have my, my people, of course. But I wouldn't go to Brazil. I wouldn't go. But if you lived I, here, wouldn't your people at some point say, this guy doesn't love us anymore? Everybody and, wants to come here then. But all your fans in Brazil might like, fuck, like Celine Dion, make sure that every other album she does is in French because she doesn't want to piss off her French Quebec fans. I don't think my comedy, uh, it's the same as Celine Dion's <laughs> content. I think we have a different type of content. But, uh, but I'm no, saying, no, no, you, no. are you risking, to some extent, you're pissing off your Brazil fans they know. By, by saying, I'm going to be in America and I prefer America? They know. The thing is, if you are a musician and you have a hit in America... You have a worldwide hit. You guys is sport culture to everywhere in the world. Everybody knows who Kate Perry is. Even in the middle of the desert, they know. The way to conquer the world is conquer America. It's very difficult for a Brazilian person speaking Portuguese, which is a language that we speak in Portugal, Brazil, Angola, and Mozambique. <laughs> That's we are not gonna we're not gonna conquer uh, the world. Uh, by the way, nevertheless, Brazilian music has conquered the world. It does. I wouldn't go that far. I uh, conquered you, the world. Every. Uh, girl from Ipanema, just to take okay, an example. I know, there's one. That's song. one. No, but there's many. And of I, them. And Tell no, me five. That the average American <laughs> would know. See, I mean, uh, I know Quetana Veloso. You know, you know, you know, uh, like Bossa Nova. Yeah, it's they, a style, yeah. and that conquered the world. And Lambada, for remember Lambada, the Forbidden Dance. They, you guys did movies about it. And that's Brazilian. Yeah, it's Brazilian, but this is the style. People want to consume Brazil, but not artists in the specific. You know, like. Okay, and also I, 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 don't just, know if I, I don't know if I can name five songs off the top of my head. I probably, but uh, I don't want to sound stupid. You're but a musician. The, but you're, but the okay, every jazz musician knows Brazilian standards. Mm-hmm. In the '40s, it's, it's, uh, Carmen Miranda, Brazil, da 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 da. You know, there there has been constant. Everybody knows a bossa nova when they uh-huh. hear it. Everybody knows a samba when they hear it. But we uh, throughout yeah, the world, yeah, they're not they're, they're the not filling up stadiums in a way that Katy Perry no. could go overseas and, and no, fill up. No, a no, no. Yeah. But the music itself, artistic, artistically, Perfect. it's had a tremendous impact on world culture. But it gets it gets big when the world is interested in Brazil. Yeah, you know. So 
of Carmen Miranda, people were people wanted to know more about Brazil and the tropical country and the vibe. Of, that was in a specific time. Bossa Nova, the same thing. Tom Jobim and all those guys. They they were people what wanted about to Caetano know about Veloso? Rio. Yeah, Caetano is also, of course, a lot of people know him. From uh, Sergio Mendes, Brazil '66 was a, a big thing. But also, music yeah. is different, no? Yeah. Because music, it's just the vibe, the way it makes you feel. Comedy, it's what I, it, I'm saying. When you listen to a Brazilian song, you like the vibe, the feeling, but you don't know exactly what they're saying. Oh, I have no idea what this. So, in comedy, I have to say something that the whole world will understand. We, because they are going to listen to what I'm saying. When I'm competing with, uh, when I'm going up on the cellar, I'm going next to, I don't know, Chappelle or Louis C.K. or the great Dan Adderman. So I everybody's gonna listen to what I have to say. I don't have people are not gonna go to listen to me just because of my accent or the way I sound. I have to say something. So it's the same thing as you conquering the world with a Brazilian song, but also people uh, are understanding what you're. People music, music you don't have, music you don't have to. Understand the lyrics. Yes, comedy. It, you have to understand. Of being course. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Americans generally uh, are not as open to songs in foreign languages no. uh, as other countries. I think. Of are. You know, every now and again, a song will become a hit in America in a foreign language, like uh, Enrique Iglesias, La, uh, Bailando. Uh, you know, and uh, Ninety Nine Red Balloons mm -hmm. back in that. But it's very rare that that happens. Think about it. What I'm doing here, I am a guy who speaks a language that very people in the world speaks, and I am sharing the stage with the best comedians in the world. Can you see the size of this? This is huge for a guy like me. I was born in Porto Alegre, a little city in the south of a country that is in the south of South America. And now I'm here. I didn't have any until 2005 or six, when YouTube appeared, the only reference that we have of stand-up in Brazil, it was the beginning of Seinfeld. The opening of Seinfeld, he had like... He wow. Was, yeah, that's the so only there was thing. no stand-up, but now there is stand-up in Brazil. Yeah, now, yeah. Me is and it I, like a big... Yeah, thing. now it is. It's you, you all started with me and four guys. Wow. So now... I mean, so in a way, you had the advantage of less competition... Yeah, but also there was no... We created the business. We created the business. That's so interesting. It's, it's crazy because we didn't have stand-up. <laughs> at the beginning of every show, the MC would explain to people what stand-up was because we were used to different, different type of comedy, like characters and impersonators. The same comedy that you guys see on Televisa, those like over-the-top, like... <laughs> That's the comic that we used to have. So the, 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 me and a, a few guys, we started this thing where we have to explain to them, I'm not a character. My this name is, is me. My name is Raphael. I'm not playing a uh, guy or a Jewish guy. No, no. That's I, I, got, I got to go downstairs. You guys can keep right, well, without me. But, but I want to ask Rob, Rob one question on my behalf before we go. Up, then you call and then me. I just want to. Yeah, just tell us a little bit. Um, how do, how do, Brazil is quite mixed racially. You're, yes. you're, like, you're uh, totally white. And then there's every shade from you to... You know, not quite uh, as white as Giselle Bunchen, but white uh, enough. To, 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 to you know, dark, dark brown or black. Um, 
Uh, is there uh, significant racism in Brazil? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of racism in Brazil. I, I, I would be crazy to say that, it, that it's not. I think we've lived uh, in a little bit more harmony than, than we live here. In the past, I think it was better. It felt better, but probably it wasn't because people couldn't feel the racism, the racism that was already installed in the country. Because of the segregation. Problem. Yes, and also, yeah. It's the same, the same story. Uh, slaves and everything, so... Yeah, of course. Yeah, we slavery have. in Brazil ended, I think, in like 1888 or something. 1888. It yeah. ended later. It was the last country, I think, that... In fact, there are Americans that left the South to go to Brazil after the Civil War in order to continue having slaves, and they founded a, a city in Brazil called Americana. Yes. Yes, Americana. It's, it's close to my... It's close to Sao Paulo, yeah. Wow. But we, we well too, it took a... Uh, the, the thing is... It's very difficult to say in Brazil who is black and who it's not black. So it's like... Because there's so much mixing. Yeah, and there's a lot of mixing for, for like years and years and years and years. So it's not like here. It's not like here. But uh, clearly you and Giselle are white. And then, you know, there are people that, that, are, that are very, very dark. But there's, there's a lot of gray. But there's a lot in between. Well, that's, that's happening more and more here. Uh, Rafi Bastos, I, I, I use Google Translate to be able to thank you in your own language. Okay. Obrigado, Rafi, por vir y discutir comedia. Uh, no Brasil es sexo en nada. El transopinis. That's exactly what you he said. stepped on my front. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That's exactly what he said. Do it again. Take two. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Obrigado, Rafi, por vir y discutir comedia. No Brasil es sexo en nada. <laughs> Oh, you were along the same lines. Sexual anal. Yes, but anal you stepped on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I stepped on Thank, your on your you, you said thanks for, for coming here, discuss comedy and also anal sex. Correct. Perfect. Correcto mundo. And it was, also for it was my pleasure. Sorry, Dan. I don't usually do that. And thanks, Perel, for, for bringing me here. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy it worked out. But also I'm so happy that you've perhaps expanded Noam's very narrow view of, of what? sex and gender. Oh, I thought you were going to say of having comedians on the podcast. If a real man, <laughs> if, 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 a, if a real man with tattoos who's six feet seven <laughs> is willing to take it in the ass from a trans woman, of maybe course. it's good enough for Noam Dorman as well. We have to end with that. Well, I would say that as you know, listen, I don't like to have comedians on the show so much, but if every comedian were as interesting as Rafi, oh, I'd have them on all the time. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank <laughs> you, know, you very but, much. I mean, he's got politics, uh, takes it in the ass. It's like this is this is he's, he's got a perspective Next. on international relations. This is an interesting man. Um, but usually our comedian episodes are not as interesting. Right, Nicole? <laughs> I <comment>. wish <laughs> I could speak better than English. So no, it's perfect. Oh, I'm your English is amazing. I'm so much, I'm so much smart in Portuguese. Oh, I feel stuck sometimes. There's so many things that I wanted to tell you guys. And I was like, fucking, ah. But, you know. Well, that's, you can come back and tell us. It can, it's training. It's all about training. Next time you go to Brazil, no, I go with you and we have some. And we will get you fucked strikes. in the air. Yes. <laughs> by a girl. Yes. By a girl. By a girl. By a girl. Don't well, worry no, about it. No one might question I, I did hang out all night one time mm -hmm. with this. See, we are getting there. With this guy. And I mean, it was young. He didn't come out as trans, but it was clear to me. He was trans. So it was a woman? No. <laughs> well, he was, he, no, he was, he was not, um, 
living as a woman. Okay. He was he was interacting as a man because of the culture that we were in. But it's clear from the behavior. I have no doubt that if he were in America, he would have been trans. And I and I could see how after a while, you just. I mean, he's so feminine, so womanly that you could just forget that this is actually a man. But I just, I just imagine that once the, the clothes came off and you saw the penis, it would just like, no, wait a second, this is not, you know, I would. You'd be surprised that that's a very narrow view. Don't care about the penis, my friend. Don't it's focus okay. so much. It's, it's part of the body. It's okay. It's just like an elbow. If you think the penis as an elbow, you you're not gonna care about the penis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing the twilight. Something to right think now. about. Uh, we thank Rafi, <laughs> Rafi Bastos Hawksman, better known as Rafi Bastos. My pleasure. And Periel, thank you as well, Noam. Uh, and of course, I to have a meeting. Our wonderful sound engineer, Nicole Lyons. Thank you, everybody. See you next time on Live from the Table. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>